Encouraging Word with David Ravel, founder and executive director of Shepherd's Fortress Ministries. This podcast has two purposes. First, to bless pastors, pastors' wives, and their families. And second, to challenge the body of Christ to support your pastor through being faithful in prayer, seeking to grow in your relationship with Jesus every day, and coming alongside him in your devotion to kingdom work. And now, here's David with an encouraging word for today. We are so glad that you've tuned in. We are coming to you from the hills of Tennessee, a beautiful display of God's handiwork. Shepherd's Fortress Ministries is a ministry of helps and encouragement to pastors and their families and ministry leaders. We are here for prayer, to listen, and to connect you with retreat opportunities around the country through our ministry partners and connections we are making on your behalf. Pastors, I want to repeat this often. We pray for you, your family, and your ministry. We urge the church, the body of Christ, to pray for your pastor, his family, and the leadership team of your church each and every day. My heart's desire through this podcast is to bring encouragement from the Word of God to all who tune in. Our focus is finding joy in the journey. Whenever you enter a business, a store, or even a restaurant, you'll pick up very quickly when a clerk or wait staff or even the business owner is serving with joy. Even during a hectic day, they maintain their joy because their heart remains focused on the reason they do what they do. The same is true in ministry. It's evident when the joy of the Lord is my strength. Christians should never be outdone by the world in the area of joy in the journey of life. I believe it's beneficial to identify the things that steal our joy. Ultimately, we know who's behind robbing God's people of joy. The world does not have access to the joy of the Lord because they don't have a relationship with Jesus. Not only should the joy of the Lord be our strength in all our labors and kingdom work, it should be true in the midst of a crisis, in the midst of uncertain times. Our human nature tends to say, well, when this situation changes or when things get better, then I'll have joy. Yet that's basing our joy on circumstances. Really, this isn't the definition of joy. This is happiness. Happiness is based on what's happening. Joy is based on our relationship with Jesus, our rock our solid foundation, the goodness of God. We're convinced that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, as it says in Romans 8:28. So let's take a moment to identify things that rob us of our joy. That's only if we allow them to. First, sin. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I once read this quote, Even in this age of higher prices, the wages of sin remains the same. Listen to what David wrote in regards to the effect of sin in Psalm 32 verses 3 and 4. When I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was drained away as with the fever heat of summer. If sin has robbed us of our joy, there is hope. 
Let me read again from Psalm 32, beginning with verse 1. How blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was drained away as with the fever heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity I did not hide. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely in a flood of great waters they will not reach him. You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance." I'm so thankful also for 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This verse is such a great encouragement to me. Another area of life that robs us of joy is focusing too much on money and material things. 1 Timothy 6, verses 6 through 10 says this, But godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. For we have brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. If we have food and covering, with these we shall be content. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a snare and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil, and some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Verse 11 says this, But flee from these things, you man of God, and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. I'm so thankful that God equips us to be free from all these things. As leaders, we know the demands of ministry, especially during these days of so many unknowns, seems as if you're in the middle of a tug of war. Folks might be saying, our services should be online only. Others might say, the reaction to all of this is an overreaction. We need to go back to normal. Others might be saying, we should be sitting in every other row and wearing masks. Or we should have Sunday school or small groups, nursery and all children's activities, youth activities, while others say we shouldn't. Pastor, we know you're caught in the middle of so much. We are earnestly praying for you. In view of these things, how can we find joy in the journey, joy in our labors? I believe it pertains to the focus of my heart. What is it that consumes my thoughts and my meditations? Is it the busyness of life and ministry? Is it the demands of all that's taking place around us? Or is it Jesus and the solid foundation we have through the power of his word? As I ponder all these things, I want to ask a question. What does God have to say in all of this? I think of what Jesus said when he was being tempted of the devil in Matthew 4, verse 4. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. As we know, bread alone refers to the things of this life, but we have the privilege to live on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Nothing compares with this. 
earnest prayer and meditation on God's word is the avenue to having joy in the journey. As we trust the Lord, we can recapture our joy by living one day at a time. This seems so simple and trite. We may have repeated this phrase over time without taking to heart its true meaning. In previous podcasts, we've touched on the deception of unrealistic expectations and when we overload ourselves. We must also be careful not to think about tomorrow too often. I'm a planner by nature. I enjoy being prepared for each task. There's nothing wrong with that, yet when I'm constantly thinking about tomorrow, next week, next year, I'm totally missing the things that are right in front of me today. Lately, I've been learning to focus more on the things that are right in front of me, the task that God has given me to do today, and to be all in as I cover my days with prayer and God's Word. As I do this, I'll have joy in the journey because the joy of the Lord is my strength. It isn't based on the natural, thinking happy thoughts or trying to muster up my own joy. It's being immersed in prayer and the Word of God, fully convinced that Jesus is my rock, that my life is firmly planted in Him because of who He is and all He has accomplished on the cross. Therefore, I have joy in the journey knowing He orders my my steps and that he loves and cares for me during difficult times and in all times. Having joy in the journey through Jesus brings the peace that passes understanding. It brings contentment and that calm assurance that only he can supply. It brings eternal hope that all things will work out in the end for his glory. As a result of this, our joy is also strengthened through the bond we have with the people of God in the unity of the Holy Spirit. It is such a wonderful joy and blessing knowing people of faith are praying for you and standing with you as you fulfill your calling. It's written so well in Philippians 2 verses 1 through 8. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. This is the source of genuine joy. In conclusion, my heart's desire for you is Romans fifteen thirteen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us make this our earnest prayer for one another today. Father, we come before you with grateful hearts, so thankful for the joy we have in Jesus. 
Help us to live one day at a time and to place anything that would rob us of our joy completely in your hands. May the joy of the Lord be our strength in all things. I pray for every pastor, every leader in their family, that you would encourage them and bless them and fill them, equip them for every good work. We trust you and we praise you today for all your blessings. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we wrap up for today, I have a special request. If you are encouraged, please share the link to our podcast with your friends on social media or by email. I would sincerely appreciate your help in getting the word out. I would like to invite you to like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. You can also request to be placed on our email list where you'll receive reminders of our latest podcast being uploaded and occasionally you'll receive information that we think would be of interest to you. Pastors, we thank God for you and your faithful devotion to love and lead the church. We look forward to hearing from you for prayer and encouragement. We are so thankful for each one who reaches out to us to say that you're praying for us. It so encourages our hearts. In the meantime, we pray the blessing of the Lord upon you as you minister to God's people and those yet to surrender their life to Jesus. We invite you to tune in next time. Until then, let me urge you to stand firm in Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Thank you so much for tuning in. May the Lord pour out his blessings in your life, your family, and your ministry. This has been a production of Shepherd's Fortress Ministries, kingdom-building encouragement for kingdom-building pastors. Until next time, may God bless you as you seek him with all your heart.